Hey guys, it is football season and a judge has ended Michael Ower's controversial conservatorship. Okay, so I'm not a football fan really. Um, I do watch some of the games. I started becoming a Bengals fan because my husband enjoys watching football and of course he's a Bengals fan. So I watched some of the games with him and then I got into it when the Bengals went to the Super Bowl like two years ago. Um, but I don't really know the rules. I don't follow any of the teams or the players or anything. I mean, I do know about Travis Kelsey because he's dating Taylor Swift. And I happen to be a fan of Taylor Swift. Um, so that's basically the extent of what I know about football. But I do also know about Michael's story. And the reason why I know about Michael's story is because of Sandra Bullock's Oscar award winning movie the blind side okay so a lot of other people who don't necessarily follow football they also know of michael Orr's story because of that movie so let's get into it a tennessee judge said friday she is ending a conservatorship agreement between former NFL player Michael Ower and a Memphis couple who took him in when he was in high school, but the highly publicized dispute over financial issues will continue. Shelby, uh, Shelby County Probate Court Judge Kathleen Gomes said she is terminating the agreement reached in 2004 that allows Sean and Lee Antui to control Ower's finances. Ower signed the agreement when he was 18 and living with the couple as he was being recruited by colleges as a star high school football player. Their story is the subject of the film The Blind Side, which earned the leading female star Sandra Bullock an Oscar for Best Actress. Judge Gomes, however, says she was not dismissing the case. Good for her. Ower had asked that the TUIs provide a financial accounting of money that may have come to them as part of the agreement, claiming that they use his name, image, and likeliness to enrich themselves and lie to him that the agreement meant the TUIs were adopting him. Okay, I absolutely do 100%. And if not 100%, then I would say that I absolutely do believe 97% of what Michael is claiming against the Tuies. Because here's the thing, this rich white couple, especially the woman, I feel like she has some sort of white savior complex. And Michael Ower, he signed that contract when he was 18 years old and living with them. So to him, this is like the universal story of somebody growing up in poverty, low education, living in the ghetto, surrounded by crime, surrounded by drugs, neglectful mother who's a drug addict, absentee father, you know, you're wearied of law enforcement, especially as a young black man, you're suspicious of, you know, the police, there's a lot of gang violence, there's a lot of of neglect in the home, abuse you know you are subject to inappropriate stuff that you shouldn't be as a child sexual stuff that are inappropriate drugs alcohol you know parental neglect all that stuff again like i said it is the universal 
story of people growing up in poverty. Now, of course, those things could happen even when you're not growing up in poverty, you know, like you could have a piece of shit mother or father and you could have a very neglectful childhood and abusive childhood where you are physically abused, sexually abused, emotionally abused, psychologically abused. All of that thing could happen even in middle income families or in, you know, upper middle income families or even in like, you know, very well to do families. That stuff could happen in those financial situations as well. But when you have the growing up in poverty story, that is the universal story. Nine times out of 10, that is the universal story of someone growing up in poverty. So do I believe what he is accusing the twoies of? I do. This was an 18 year old kid who was living with the twoies, a rich white couple in the better side of town. And they probably said to him like, oh yeah, this is adoption paper. Don't worry about the legal jargon. Just sign your name. We'll let the lawyers take care of everything. He's probably thinking this is like some sort of Cinderella story, right? Like, and to him, this probably did feel like a Cinderella story. So he signed his name over because this is a conservatorship. And you know, I kind of like want to get off, um, I want to get off the subject a little bit and just say that. I feel like ever since Britney Spears won her freedom from her piece of shit father and was able to control her finances again, control her life again, have some sort of control over her own life and freedom. I feel like ever since that happened, it has given other people the the possibility of fighting stuff like this in court because let me tell you once you are placed in a conservatorship it is very hard to get out of it and as a matter of fact um netflix they made a movie based on a real story so in nevada not that long ago i think in 2016 in Nevada, there was a woman named April Parks, and she was basically a predator against elderly people. She would go around and getting like doctors or whoever to sign off saying that um, an, an elderly person was somehow incapacitated, whether mentally, physically, whatever. And you know, this judge that she was going before in a um, Clark County, Nevada courthouse, he was just signing off on it left and right. And she had under her care, like over a hundred elderly people and she was stealing money for them. So she would like basically look up these rich couples who like owned their own homes, had assets, had like, you know, financial means, and she would place them in a conservatorship and she would name herself as the conservator. And, you know, it finally blew up. She was caught, thank God. And like a whole big scandal was it it was like mud in the face of the judge and then there was like some magistrate that was like underneath the judge that magistrate or whoever the fuck that slime bag is he actually got reassigned to like child cases like child custodial cases i'm not sure he should be fucking there either right because like uh, i wouldn't trust this guy to um (laughs) preside over children 
but um, it, it was a huge deal. Look it up, April Parks. April Parks. I and she, like she when you know when when the when the jig was up, she tried to run away to like somewhere in Pennsylvania, but she got caught. She got arrested, and then the judge has sentenced her to like at least fourteen years of jail. Like you know, it, it's going to be more. I think it was like 14 to 30 years, but she needs to serve like at least 14 years as the minimum. And it, it was like, it was crazy. Like there were dead bodies and, and like, it, like she, she was like leeching. She, she basically was stealing from elderly couples, elderly people. Um, and then Netflix made a movie about it. I think it's called, I really care. I think the movie is called I Really Care A Lot or I Really Care. It um, is starring the little man in um, in Game of Thrones. I don't want to call him a midget though because I feel like saying midget is kind of derogatory. And I I would only use that word to de like describe like Joe Gorga. Even though Joe Gorga isn't literally a midget or technically a midget. He's just a really short man. He's like 5 feet 5 or 5 feet 4, 5 feet 5. I'm not even sure. But, you know, so technically he's not a midget. But I feel like someone like him who goes around calling female bitches and all this other stuff. You know, I feel like somebody like him, he deserves to have like a derogatory statement towards him. Because it's like if you could dish it, you could take it, right? So if he's going around calling females dirty bitches and saying all these nasty things about them and all this other stuff... I feel like he should be called a midget, but I don't like using that word for people who are, you know, actually suffering from dwarfism. Um, you know, I, I, I'd rather call them little people. So the little person that was um, a star, one of the main characters in Game of Thrones, I can't remember what his name is, but he, he plays Jamie Lancaster's brother little brother um and you guys know who I'm talking about but anyway so yeah he he is also um in that movie it's a Netflix movie so it's probably still available but anyway that movie is based on the events of April Parks but so yeah that just made me think of how shitty conservatorships are and I do think a lot of people who are placed in conservatorships the majority of the time um if this is if it is a family member then I, I i think you know they genuinely are doing it because they care like if you know if you're suffering from dementia or or something like that then it's because you know your family genuinely cares about you but when it's not family and when you're not suffering from something like dementia it i'm gonna say nine times out of ten it's be it's because of financial reasons, because they want to take your money from you. So I absolutely do believe what Michael is accusing the two weeks of. But let's get back into it. Okay, so uh, former NFL football player Michael Ower, whose story became the inspiration for the Oscar number Oscar-nominated movie *The Blind Side* was recently at a book signing event for his new memoir at a store in Baltimore on August 21st, 2023. 
Fans had noticed that Ower had become estranged from the Tuis when there were no new pictures of them together that were seen for a few years on social media. Ower had sued his Ower had sued for his freedom from the Tuis' odd conservatorship in a Memphis courthouse just a week before his Baltimore book signing event. The Memphis couple who took in former NFL offensive lineman Ower when he was in high school denied in court documents filed Thursday, September 14, 2023, that they used a legal agreement between them to get rich at his expense and lied about intending to adopt him. In a court filing, the Tennessee couple fights allegations that they got rich off Michael Ower. Michael Ower, the former NFL tackle known for the movie The Blind Side, filed a petition Monday, August 14, 2023, in a Tennessee probate court accusing Sean and Leanne Tuohy of lying to him by by having him sign papers, making them his conservators rather than his adoptive parents nearly two decades ago when he was just 18 years old. In Tennessee, a conservatorship removes power from a person to make decisions for themselves, and it is often used in the case of a medical condition or disability but Ower's conservatorship was approved despite the fact that he was over 18 years old and had no diagnosed physical or psychological disabilities, his penitician states. Judge Gomes said she was disturbed that such an agreement was ever reached. She said she had never seen in her 43-year career a conservatorship agreement reached with someone who was not disabled. I cannot believe it got done, she said. Ower and the two East listened in by video conference call but did not speak. Lawyers for both parties had agreed that the agreement should end, but the case will continue to address Ower's other claims. Judge Gomes said it should have ended a long time ago. In August, Ower, who is now 37 years old, filed a petition in probate court accusing the Tuis of lying to him by having him sign papers, making them his conservators rather than his adoptive parents nearly two decades ago. Ower wanted the conservatorship to be terminated, a full accounting of the money earned off his name and the story to be of his name and story, and to be paid what he is due with interest. I'm really glad that the judge, that this was not one of those things where it was like, okay, well, you know, wh what are your arguments? We're going to adjourn. I'm going to leave this in place until I could listen more. Like, I'm really glad that this judge at the very first court appearance was like, no, I'm terminating like this obnoxious conservatorship. And I'm really glad that she said, you know, I've never seen an agreement like this. It shouldn't have been approved in the first place. So because like anybody who has ever had to be in court for anything, um, usually when you go to court, it's like, you you say a very brief argument and the judge usually is like okay well I'm not going to make a decision today because I need to read more into this or I need to find out more into this and then they adjourn it and they usually don't do anything on that first second third court appearance so I'm actually very happy and very impressed I don't know if impressed is the right word but I am very happy that this judge this judge Kathleen Gomes, I'm, I'm very happy that she was like, no, I'm, I'm terminating this conservatorship. This like, <laughs> like, like, no, like, <laughs> like this, this should have never been in place in the first place. 
and you know like the other stuff they're going to battle it out in court as far as the finances and stuff like that but I'm glad that she saw that you know this is not something that is needed I mean obviously he he they're not saying he's disabled so it's like so weird that he was even placed in a conservatorship and obviously he's not disabled this guy wrote two books okay he wrote two books He's been at speaking arrangements. He graduated from college. So obviously he's not mentally disabled or psychologically disabled or whatever. So it is it is like, it is crazy. It is crazy. It's, it's like, you know, the power of being a rich white person. I, I don't know. But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, he accused the couple of falsely representing themselves as his adopted parents, saying he discovered in February the conservatorship agreed to in 2004 was not the arrangement he thought it was. He thought that what he was signing was them adopting him, legally adopting him. He didn't realize that what he was signing was actually his rights. And I mean, like when you place when you're placed in a conservatorship, that's basically what you are giving up. You are giving your rights up you you are like basically like you have no rights anymore you're it's, it's, it's like you you are a minor child again and somebody else has control of your rights your medical decision your finances your everything it's 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 basically like you are perpetually a minor child for the rest of your life right it, it, it's terrible terrible anyway uh, so he accused a couple of falsely representing themselves as his adoptive parents, saying he discovered in February the conservatorship agreed to in 2004 was not the arrangement he thought it was and that it provided him no familial relationship to them. Other, um, Ower claims that to the Ower claims the Tuis have kept him in the dark about financial dealings related to his name, image, and likeness during the 19-year life of the agreement. So this conservatorship was going on for almost 20 years before he decided to sue them in court to terminate it. The Tuis have called the claims that they enriched themselves at his expense outlandish, hurtful, and absurd, and part of a shakedown by Ower. In a court filing, the affluent couple said they love Or like a son and provided him with food, shelter, clothing, and cars while he lived with them, but denied saying they intended to legally adopt him. Okay, is it affluent? I, I know some people affluent. I say affluent, but other people, like, I don't know, they have like this weird pronunciation where they pronounce it affluent. I think that sounds weird, though. I, I'm not even sure why. I, I'm not even sure why I brought that up, but it, it just it just made me think of it. But anyway, you know, tomato, tomato. Um, so the Tuis filing said that Ower referred to them as mom and dad, and they occasionally referred to Ower as a son. They acknowledged that websites showed them referring to Ower as an adopted son, but the term was only used in the colloquial eh, in the colloquial sense, and they had never intended that reference to be viewed with legal implications. It's a colloquial. I'm not pronoun. I'm, I'm sure. I'm not sure if I pronounced that word correctly either. That. Okay. So like I'm. I'm having a hard time pronouncing certain words because I'm reading in quotes 
what was written on the penitition. So it's like, you know, <laughs> otherwise I wouldn't be using words that I can't pronounce. But anyway, um, the TUI said the conservatorship was the tool chosen to comply with the NCAA rules that would have kept Ower from attending the University of Mississippi where Sean TUI had been a standout basketball player. When it became clear that the penitentiary could not consider going to the, to the University of Mississippi, Ole Miss, as a result of living with the respondents, the NCAA made it clear that he could attend Ole Miss if he was part of the TUI family in some fashion. The TUI's September 14 court filing respond stated, the, is it TUI's or TUI's? Oh, geez. Anyway, the TUI, I'm just going to call them TUI's. The TUI's also said Ower lied about finding out that he was not adopted in February. They said Ower's 2011 book, I Beat the Odds, indicates that he was fully aware that the Tuis were appointed as conservators. Agents negotiated a small advance for the Tuis from the production company for The Blind Side based on a book written by Sean Tuis. Tuis? Tuis? I feel like I'm pronouncing their last name wrong. Somebody let me know. <laughs> anyway, so um, a friend of Sean Tuis, Michael Lewis, the couple's lawyers have said, so the blind side, um, so this Michael Lewis wrote a book about short story. It, it was a short story nonfiction book about NFL players and, or I'm not even sure if it was about NFL players. It might just have been a sports book in general, not just, um, specifically about football. It might have been about other sports too, but the whole entire book was not about Michael Ower. The, the book had like a chapter that was, um, called the blind side and that, that story dealt with Michael Orr, but the book itself had like other stories in it too, not just his. Anyway, so apparently this guy, the author, apparently the author was a friend of Sean Tuohy's. Anyway, so that included a tiny percentage of net profits divided equally among a group that included Ower, they said. The attorneys said they estimated each of the Tuis and Owers received $100,000 apiece and the couple paid taxes on Owers' portion for him. The Tuis filing said they never signed any pro football contracts for Ower and he was happy with their financial arrangements from the blind side. Ower was the 23rd overall pick in the 2009 NFL Draft out of Mississippi, and he spent his first five seasons with the Baltimore Ravens, where he even won a Super Bowl ring. He played 110 games over eight NFL seasons, including 2014 when he started 11 games for the Tennessee Titans. Ower finished his career with the Carolina Panthers. Okay, so like I said, I don't really follow sports that much. Um, and I, I'm not a football fan. I do watch some of the games. I watched the Bengals game because my husband's a Bengals fan. And, you know, I watched the playoff games and stuff like that. But last year, I didn't even watch the Super Bowl because the Bengals didn't go to the Super Bowl. So it's, it's like, you know, like I, I'm one of those... Um, I'm one of those like fair weather fans, right? Like, well, I'm not going to watch. 
I like I'll watch if my team is playing, but I'm not gonna watch if they're not playing. And the Bengals, I don't even really consider the Bengals as my team because I'm not from Ohio. My husband is, and you know, he's from Cincinnati, so that's that's his team. And then I'm not a New York Giants or a New York. Uh, I'm not a New York Giants or a New York Jets fan because like their fucking stadiums is out in New Jersey. Like they should just be called the New Jersey Jets or the New Jersey Giants. Like I, I don't know. I don't know. Like I know before that their stadium used to be in New York and, and you know, even though they moved their stadium to New Jersey decades and decades ago that, you know, they kept the New York in their name maybe it was just more affordable but also like the nfl headquarters is in new york city so like i guess that would kind of make sense right but like if i was to have like an actual state pro football team it would be the buffalo bills because the buffalo bills are like a legit new york team they play in new york i mean it's upstate new york but still you know buffalo i mean buffalo is not like a small little podunk hick town like some of the other upstate areas of <laughs> of New York like okay so once you leave New York City it really is kind of like you're in the Midwest or the South or you know like a lot of farmlands you might see Betsy the cow or a horse or some shit I don't even know but so I I've never you know obviously I'm I'm from the city you know I I grew up in New York City so like when people say they're from New York I always think they mean New York City, right? Because like, if you say you're from New York, I'm gonna be like, oh, like, like what borough? Like Brooklyn, Queens, that not? Like, you know, like otherwise, uh, otherwise like you have to like say where in New York you're from. Like, so if you're from Buffalo, right? I, I would expect, I don't know if what I'm saying makes sense or not, but like, okay. So when somebody says to me, okay, where are you from? And I say, New York City or if they say New York City then or even if they just say New York then I'm I automatically think okay New York City but even if they are from the state of New York and they're not from New York City and I say where are you from they would have to say something like I'm from Buffalo or I'm from Saratoga Springs or I'm from I don't know what else is there <laughs> or, or, or I'm from Albany or something like like Otherwise, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I make sense or not. But anyway, I'm getting so off topic. I just think this is really great news for Michael. I'm glad that the judge immediately terminated the conservatorship in their first court appearance. Like I said, normally judges don't do that. So I'm really happy that this judge did that. Um, I think she probably also feels the same way. You know, she probably also feels like how I feel. As soon as I, and I covered this story when it first came out. So I covered this story about like a month ago. Um, I did a write-up about it on my blog, www.nycgalpod, that's pod, P-O-D, dot com. I don't know if I said one too many extra W's or not. But anyway, nycgalpod.com. Link is in my description. But I wrote a write-up about this a month ago when the news broke out that he was taking them to court. I didn't even know about the conservatorship. That is like so fucked up. It's like people grew to love 
this family because of freaking Sandra Bullock, right? It was Sandra Bullock and who was the other guy that played her husband? The the actor that played her husband was like, wasn't he a country singer or some shit? I don't even know. But anyway, so like everybody loved this Cinderella story because they really thought that it was a Cinderella story. And, you know, like I said, Sandra Bullock, she won her very first Oscar for this movie. And everybody fell in love with it because it was a Cinderella story or so they thought. So I was really shocked when it came out that he was suing for his freedom to be to to have this conservatorship ended. And I was like a conservatorship like this guy graduated from college and I think he graduated with like a criminal justice degree or some shit. So he graduated from college. He's obviously not disabled. He's not like mentally challenged or intellectually challenged in any way. And I, so, so I do believe that they try to fuck him over, but I, look, his consortiumship ended and I just really hope that whatever is owed to him is given to him. I, I don't think they screw him out the same way that Britney Spears' family screwed her over. Because it doesn't seem like, you know, they try to assert the conservatorship over him. Like, you know how Britney Spears' father was, like, making her, like, do these Las Vegas residency performance. And then her birth control. And, and, and all, like, she can't even drink a freaking Diet Pepsi or whatever the fuck. So I don't think they were doing that because... He has his own house. He's a father. He has, like, I think four kids. He recently got married. He got married this summer, as a matter of fact. Um, So I do believe that they cared for him. I don't think that they, you know, try to insert control over him the way that Britney Spears fucked up family tried to do. But I do think that there was also some sort of level of greed in it. And that... I don't know. Or even if there wasn't a level of greed in it, I think maybe Michael was just really hurt. Because I do think that Michael truly believed that what he was signing was adoption papers. I don't think that he realized what he was signing was was a conservatorship. Because why the fuck would he sign something like that, right? You're 18, but here's the thing. You would sign something like that if you were an 18-year-old young man growing up in poverty with no education. And, you know, yes, he he now has a college degree. But when he was 18 years old, he didn't have no fucking college degree. When he was 18 years old, he was living with a rich white couple who took him out of a freaking drug-infested, neglectful mother and out of that life. So I, I, I do believe that he thought what he was signing was adoption paper, not a conservatorship. Now, do I think that they did him dirty the same way Britney Spears' family did her dirty? No, I don't, I don't, I don't think it ever got to that level. But I, I do think that they did screw him over by... Um, maybe having a lot of back-end deals where they use his name, his likeliness, and all that other stuff to make money. I hope this all works out for Michael. I do.